Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, welcome to the prophecy zone. I'm Bill Armstrong. I am your host for today. Um... And we are going to be talking about uh, Bible prophecy. Um, let us pray and uh, bring this show before the Lord, because without Him, there is nothing possible. Heavenly Father, we pray this day, and we thank you so much for this opportunity to come on Ball Talk Radio. We pray that you would open the ears and the hearts of men, women, and children who are listening to this radio program. We pray that you, your word will be uh, strong, made strong uh, in, in the ears of those who are listening. And we pray that uh, your word will not return back void. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. Uh, it's been a long, long time, a couple of weeks since the last show. Um, so what I wanted to do is just look at the uh, Pope for a minute. Um, I had a guy on my show named Chris Putnam, and he was a wonderful guest. Um, I normally bang on people that I don't agree with, um, but I happen to agree with him to a certain point. But at the time of the show, I was aware of Y2K, Common Element, and soon to be uh, 2012, uh, which came and went and nothing happened. Um, I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back pretty soon. And if you listen to one of my old shows, I, I said this, that that most men's prophecies without God will come to nothing. Meaning, um, St. Meliki predicted there would be a certain amount of popes. Uh, I did a YouTube video stating the fact that I didn't really believe that St. Malachi's prophecies were going to come to fulfillment um, to the exact popes. Um, I felt, you fooled me once, shame on me, fooled me three times. I fell for Y2K and I fell for Common Element. I didn't fall for 2012. And I sure wasn't going to fall for the amount of popes that we're going to have. Um, it turns out that this pope that we actually have is a Jesuit. Um, and that's a, um, a study by itself, another show by itself. But what I wanted to practically talk about, first of all, is that in Revelation 13, there are two beasts. One come out of the sea and one come out of the earth. Now, I want you all to listen to the. I'm going to read the verse 1 of Revelation 13. It says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea. And saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Okay, that's the first beast. Now, this beast right here 
by many scholars and many people who have written books and preachers and and whoever have stated that and came to agreement that um, that in verse one that's the Antichrist and the system. So it's the Antichrist and his system um, that he's running. Now the second system is this in uh, Revelation thirteen eleven, and I beheld and another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake like a dragon. Now he came. Now listen to the wording again. It says, and I beheld another beast after the first beast. Another beast. Now he has a he has two horns like a lamb and he spake like a dragon. The lamb represents he says like a lamb, so he represents a religious leader. Not a political one. Of course religion religion can carry with it political traits. But he is to the masses a religious leader, the second beast. So in order for the second beast to come, you have to have the first beast. Now, to go along with the Y2K, to go along with Common Elevin in, in 2012, is the Obama factor, I call it. Where everybody thinks Obama's the Antichrist. Now, I, I'm going to explain something. I was thinking about this in my car. Today, when I was riding um, around, taking my kids to school, taking my kids to school. Um, I believe, this is my belief, this is my opinion. I believe that the Antichrist will come to the scene after a seven-year peace deal is signed by him. He'll come to the scene at that point. I do not believe that the Antichrist is anywhere in sight. I don't believe that no one knows who he is and no one can guess who he is because he's nowhere to be seen. I believe that the false prophet is nowhere to be seen. Now, for you pre-trip people like myself, after the church is gone, you will see the Antichrist and the false prophet. If you see the Antichrist, if you happen to see the Antichrist and the false prophet, you have missed the boat. Now, for you post-tribbers and mid-tribbers, I have something for you too. The false prophet cannot come into the Antichrist science of seven-year peace deal. Or the false prophet can only come after the Antichrist. So as long as you got Obama as the Antichrist, it's easy to put a false prophet in there. No, Pope Francis is not Peter the Roman. You guys are making it worse on yourself. Just drop it. We're wrong again. Well, people are wrong again. I, I didn't do another show after Chris Putnam. I did a I did a uh, a video on how I believe that one of the next popes, if it's two more, one more, unfortunately, um, Pope Francis is 76 years old, so it's still close. I mean, that's not giving him a lot of room to wiggle. Um, so I do believe that the next pope after him or the next one after that will be the false prophet. So I do still believe that the false prophet will be a pope. Now, some people believe that the pope is the Antichrist. I disagree completely. I used to believe that about 15 years ago. Now, let's go back to Revelation 13. Now, you got the first beast, and then you got the second beast, who is like a lamb. So the first beast is a religious leader, and the second beast is like a lamb, which is a religious leader. You got two religious leaders; it doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's a political leader who will be Revelation thirteen verse one, which is the Antichrist, who will later turn into 
That's a religious political leader. He would be a political leader and later would turn into a religious leader. So the Antichrist will rise to the scene as a monarch or a president or a prime minister, whatever it is, and he will later become a religious figure. Now in Revelation 17, there is it's five um, five kings, the first five kings, and it's actually seven kings. It says five are fallen, one is, and one is yet to come. And then the seventh king will become an eighth king. So he, the seventh is the eighth. So it is the Antichrist rising to the scene as the seventh king. So after after he when he signs a seven year peace deal, he is the seventh king. He he has taken over a organization. Some say it's the European Union. I believe it's the Mediterranean Union. It's the old. Roman Empire territory. It is the same territory that is being made up to, today of yesterday's Roman Empire. It's the revived Roman Empire. Um, Nicolas Sarkozy started an organization called the Mediterranean Union back in 2008. So now I am looking at um, the Antichrist to come out of this union. And once the Antichrist comes out of the union, he will be a political leader. He will be the seventh king, which becomes the eighth king when he goes into the temple, sits in the temple, declaring himself to be God, dividing the world up for gain. So the Club of Rome has divided the world up into ten regions but it is not going to be that way when he first rises to power because what he's going to be doing is he's going to be taking over a 10 region federation of the old Roman territory it will be regions, not countries, like some people think. I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy, but when it makes sense, when it makes perfect sense, it should stay that way. Um, when people say that Europe is the, is the territory that the Antichrist will come from, that's fine with me. I don't I don't jump off a building and sit there and argue with people on Facebook. Um but I do believe that we should look closely at Romans chapter two and and understand that you can't leave out the head of gold. You can't leave out the shoulders, you can't leave out the chest. You have to include those in. And anyway, Anyway, the two legs still represented that territory anyway. And the the, the verse, the, what makes it so different from um, the legs, different from the toes, is first of all, it's divided into ten. But I believe also, and I'll get back to the Pope in a minute, I believe also that it is alien alien intrusion that is different from the first empire that's why it says that it's it's that it's different it's a different empire and in revelation in daniel chapter 7 it's different it's a different organization than it was before because in um genesis chapter 6 we have the nephilims we have these individuals demons come down to cohabitate with the women and God had to destroy uh, the earth and start over again. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and I will be right back.
Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture, an American Warning Radio, with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, All kidding aside, the the numbers are really starting to go up on that program, and I think one people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. America's habit forming. Status habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. lays out our future, and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible, and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Alright, so we're back. Um, so I'm trying to figure out where I want to take it after this, after that, after that break. So what I want to express to everybody is that we are close. Um, I think we should just continue to look at Bible prophecy, read the Bible and every wind of doctrine or every situation that comes by. Um, it's best to read the Bible first before we try to fit it to um, fit the Bible to mold it. Um, I think we've already had the experience with Common Element, and we had that experience with um, 2012. We had that. I mean, some of the best um, preachers got sucked up into 2012. I never brought it because I just didn't think uh, it made any sense. I kind of thought that maybe they would use 2012 to start it, but it didn't pan out that way either. So my thing is just to read the Word of God and to preach the gospel and to uh, make sure the Word of God gets preached. So I I do believe that the Catholic Church even believes that there is going to be a de facto pope. Um in the near future. And um, I believe that Pope Francis, from what I've seen, is a good man. I mean, what I, the good people go to heaven. That's the problem. So I'm not going to bother with that today. But saved people go to heaven. Um, I think that life itself is very, very complex, even though it's simple. And the reason why I say it's very complex is because what we do not know will hurt us. And what we do not understand will kill us. 
And I mean this on the eternal spectrum. I don't mean it on a physical mm-hmm. spectrum. Of course, that happens in the physical also. But I'm talking about in, in an eternal perspective. If my, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, the word of God says. So it's also distorted knowledge. So if the knowledge of the truth is distorted, then we are at danger of spending eternity in hell's fire. Now, if the foundation of the gospel is destroyed, then who can stand? So we live in a society right now where the devil is in his two-minute drill, if anybody, football fans out there. The devil is trying to uh, send as many people to hell as he can. And and believe it or not, it's off of information. It's off of knowledge. If he can make you think something is the truth when it's not really the truth, then that is part of his scheme. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, I see a pope that will be coming to the scene who will be a de facto pope even from the Catholic Church. And I do believe uh, that the Islamic prophecies have some uh, validation to it and that it is so close to the Christian doctrine or the Christian end-time prophecy the uh, Islamic um, prophecies is for a Mahdi, the 12th Iman, to come to the scene. And he is to have someone next to him named Jesus or something close to it who will be a prophet who will say, I never came to he's supposed to be a copycat Christ I never come came to die on the cross for the Christian faith that was a lie I didn't come to do that and he is going to smash everyone who does not uh, does not worship Allah or or their version of God so could that be a defecto Pope coming to the scene saying you know, I I come here and I represent, you know, this leader, this world leader who is so great and worship him. And by the way, here's fire coming down from the sky. Do I see a pope doing that in essence to a, a political figure who later turns out to be a religious figure? But at one point on earth, there will be two religious figures. There'd be the Antichrist and the false prophet. So the false prophet will still remain a religious figure, but the Antichrist will slowly creep into that form formula as a religious leader. And all religions will dissect. All the religions will dissect into one big smorgasbord of a religious pot of stew. I mean, you got you got TBNers saying we are gods. You have um, actors and actresses saying I am. You have the Mormon Church saying we are gods. You have the Islamic people saying that we can go to die and have seventy-two versions, and and we're gonna be as God. We reach deity, and you have the New Ager saying we are gods. You have. You have you're gonna have society. It says in it says um, in Matthew 24, and many shall come in my name, saying millions shall come in my name, saying I am Christ. Now is that a New Age movement, or is that many Christians saying I am of God? I believe it's a movement saying I am God. We are gods. We are little gods. That is the movement I think the Antichrist is going to translate when he comes to the scene. Now, could he tie that into Islamic faith? Why does he get wounded? 
The Bible says that he should receive a mortal wound. Could he have defected from his own religion? Maybe the God that is in um, that he he should not honor the God of his fathers. Maybe it's, it, it, I mean, is it a small is it a small G or a big G? <sighs> And 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 that's the question. But who is the false prophet? It certainly isn't this guy that just came up. Because then we gotta have to have an antichrist, and we don't. And Obama's not the antichrist. I'm sorry, y'all. Obama's not the antichrist. The Bible says he should have a look more stout than his fellows. A mouth speaking great things. He loves to teleprompter. He cannot move without a teleprompter. Folks, the Antichrist is not on the scene. He is nowhere in sight. The only people probably seeing the Antichrist is the people in his local territory or just his family and friends and associates. He comes from among them. Who is the them? The Bible says, and he, and they, and he shall come from among them. It goes back to Daniel chapter 7. And the them is this organization that rises in the last days. So the Antichrist comes from among them, a future organization that will come to the scene slightly after the rapture of the church or slightly before the Antichrist signs a peace deal. So God is moving the strings. He is in control. Um, he is getting ready to do something. If, if it's five years off, if it's ten years off, if it's one year off. My best guess is it's probably one year off or less. Could happen this year. Um, I am not dogmatic to um, when it's going to happen. But um the Bible calls the Antichrist the Assyrian. And um, this Assyrian will rise in the last days to take over a, a three-regional caliphate. And it says, and I look and behold, uh, before him, before that little horn, three of the first uh, fell. Three of the first regions fell. Three of the first countries fell. Three of the first kings were subdued. What does that mean? Could that be regions? So if you have a 10-region confederacy of 10 nations, of 10 regions of the old Roman territory, which would be Europe, Northern Africa, and the Middle East, it would be a 10 regional confederacy and he will subdue three of the first 10. So he comes from among them, which is a, a Mediterranean type of a union, which would happen, will be formulated. It's already there, but it would be initially initiated after the rapture of the church. And he would take over three, and then he would take over the ten. <clears throat> now, there are, um, changing the subject, uh, things that are happening on the world scene which will make you believe that we are somewhere close to the end times. Um, Israel says Assad is ready to use the chemical weapons. Um, Isaiah 17 says Damascus is no longer a city. It is a ruinous heap. Uh, how close are we to that? How close are we to the Syrian uh, civil war ending? Now, Iran has stepped up its weapons lifeline to Assad. So, Iran must know something. Iran must be aware of something 
maybe they're aware that um, uh, Assad's uh, regime is slowly slipping into the abyss. And uh, and he's going to be get desperate pretty soon. As he's going to end up wanting to use uh, that he wanted to use it, use uh, the weapons of mass destruction. Now, um, is North Korea helping Iran produce um, weapons? Uh, and the answer is probably yeah, some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, they have been helped by the uh, North Koreans, and I'm pretty sure the North Koreans have been helped by the Iranians. Now, North Korea is is shooting ballistics, and the leader of North Korea is kind of getting more bolder and bolder as time goes on, um, saying that um, yes, he will break. He's telling his people, telling his individuals, um, soldiers, that we will break the necks of the Americans. And, yeah, that's the way the war starts, isn't it? A whole bunch of rhetoric turns into action. Could they reach, Could North Korea reach um, uh, North America? Probably so, especially with the help of insiders. And I won't go there. But... um the Red Dawn movie, the first Red Dawn was based off of uh, Revelations. Um, Revelations. Um, I'm sorry. Well, well, the first. No, this is what I want to say. The first Red Dawn was um, based off of uh, Russia, and the second Red Dawn was based off of North Korea. Um, now it appears that. Uh, it says uh, Iraq war costs U.S. more than two trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, I'm gonna try to find that analogy when you compare one million dollars to one trillion dollars, so somebody can actually see uh, how big one how small one million dollars is to one to two trillion or one trillion. So it says the Iraqi war costs. $2 Now, the uh, North Koreans are um, practicing and training for all-out war with the West. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, we know that to be ethnos against ethnos and tribe against tribe. And, you know, the funny thing is is that even the Bible says that it should be father against son, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and the very enemies should be in the individual's household. So it, it breaks it down. The Bible breaks it down to a point where tribes... Um, Countries and tribes and native tongue will be fighting. Then the family, individual families will be fighting each other in the last days. You really find out the tough metal of somebody when they lack. So that's the Americans. It says uh, Russia Navy to establish a permanent presence in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I thought they already had a permanent presence, but I guess they uh, they making it a hundred percent that they're gonna stay and and protect their people. Now, when you read um, Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine, let's see in Ezekiel thirty-eight, it says that uh, Russia comes as a guard to them who they are with, and we know the, that there is a. Uh, a list of nations that will come down with Russia in the last days. Um, so we have to take a look at that also. Um, so what's been going on? The stock market has been is over fourteen thousand. It looks like everything's good to go. Everything's getting better. Um, but uh, like we say, a lot of times there are phantom numbers that we're being shown. The numbers that we're being shown aren't reality. 
They're not true numbers. And um, our generation seems to be uh, more involved in who's going to win American Idol and who's going to win the NCAA finals than what's going on in the world itself and how close, especially church members, how close we could be to Jesus Christ coming back. Um, There's sinkholes all over um, all over the world, happening all over the world. And um, I want to just talk a little bit about hell before I go off. Um, Because it's a very important thing. Now, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody's uh, theory on what these things, why these things holes are happening. But uh, my theory is is that, um, and I just made it up five seconds ago, <laughs> is that hell is enlarging itself. Um, and this is the reason why we're getting sinkholes. And I also believe that it, it is freeing up room for the demons to be released in Revelations. But I mostly believe the first one where hell is enlarging itself because how in the heck all of a sudden you're going to get a a huge hole uh, collapse out of nowhere. Some of these holes don't even have a bottom to it. You just look in it and it's just one big fat hole. If you fall in that hole, who knows where you're going to go. I have a... uh, a, a book by Bill Weiss, and it's, it's saying that him, uh, he one night went to hell. Uh, God took him in hell in a vision. Um, do I believe that? Um, no, it could have happened. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe it 100%, but um, I do believe that, you know, there is a hell because the Bible said there is a hell. Um, do I want to partake in the fruits of hell? No, I don't. And um, I do believe that there are um, chambers or gates or actually, no, portholes into hell. And I do believe that some, some, not all, but some uh, volcanoes are portholes into hell. So when you die, you hover over your body, then you exit the house. Of course, the angel, whoever's with you, if you can see them, take it, they take you out, way up into the stratosphere, and then they pop you, drop you right back down with strong velocity. Um, speculation? Yeah, could be speculation. But I do believe that hell is um, enlarging itself, and that's why we have these sinkholes. So, um, yeah, I find it very interesting. It says, sinkhole appears to be uh, um, spontaneous. One moment you're on the 14th hole of a golf course in Waterloo, Illinois, and the next moment you're 18 feet below the ground. Um, yeah, I, I do believe that. Well, this 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 sinkhole right here happened in Illinois, so it's not it's not as bad. But the one sinkhole I saw, you look down inside of it, there's no ending to it. And um, I, I have I'm, I'm on the next show. I'm gonna do a series, not on the next show, but a little bit down the line, I'm gonna do a series on hell. And I just want to talk about some some of the things that um, hell has. And Bill Weiss is talking about the smell was just enormously terrible. And he was saying that there's no rest. You can't, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you don't drink. Remember the rich ruler um, when Lazarus was in the bosom of um, Abraham and he was looking off afar from, from paradise into hell. And the rich ruler was like, can you get Lazarus to dip your finger and his finger into water and give me some water. He says, no, because there is a chism. There is a gulf there. You can't get from, uh, once you inhale, you can't get out. It's, 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 it's intolerable. Uh, it's sad. Um, it's eternal. And I don't even think the average person who's walking around, when you walk past somebody at Walmart, they, they have no idea, um, 
tell exists. They just believe it's a formality that they used to hear in 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 high in in, um, in Sunday school or in, in church as they got a little older. Um, it's just a you know, especially with high, you know you, the richer you get and pr- the pr- more prominence you get, uh, the more you don't think hell exists um, because you're too powerful to go there. Um, just think of some of these uh, people who are running the New World Order or, or globalists or luminists who believe that Satan is, is the all-encompassing um, uh, great, um, you know, being. Um, when you um, think about it, um, some of these people who have died before, like Karl Marx and Charles Darwin, already got the answer that there is a God. I don't know if he actually sit back and, uh, you know, invited them up to the throne of God to see, or did they just automatically go to hell and say, yeah, there is a God, there is a hell. Now, if you go to hell and you don't know that's hell, then you, you were crazy in the first place. Hell is a place that was created for the devil and his angels. It was not created for... Uh, mm-hmm. God's people it was not created for people in God's image. Uh, it was it wasn't created for men. It was created for devil, the devil and his angels. And uh, we choose to go to hell. Either we choose to go to hell by ignorance, or we choose to go to hell on purpose. But we choose to make that decision to go to hell. Now the devil. I'm not going to. Um, promote the devil or give the devil any props, but the devil does a great job of um, making people believe certain things about God's word. I mean, I mean, you got to give the guy, the, the guy his uh, props, but he is the same individual that they're going to look at and say, is this the man? Is this the individual who caused us all these problems? Who's caused death? who came to steal, to kill, and destroy. Um, but um, that's the case that we're living in. Now, um, I wanted to talk quickly once again about uh, addiction uh, real quick before we go off. And um, uh, I, I'm looking at addictions as the same as a a battle that Israel had when they were fighting against AI or Jericho or or one of the 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 the, the uh, cities that God had taken out um, for them, and when they had faith in God, when they were obedient to God, they won their wars, uh, and when they were unfaithful to God, they lost their wars. Um, also, when you see Peter, and Pete, God said, um, Jesus said, um, you know, he's walking on water, and excuse me, Peter was saying, uh, bid me to come out and walk on the water. And he came and walked on the water, and when he took his eyes off of God, he sunk. And um, he... Jesus picked him back up and they got into the boat and they continued on. But that that little bitty scene says volumes in our addictions. It's because, first of all, you got to want to walk on the water. If you're Peter, you had to want to walk on the water. But you notice he not only took his eyes off of Jesus, but he might have took his eyes off Jesus, Jesus and looked into the wind or the, to the windiness of, the, of his surroundings. And then he fell. But you have to want to stop doing what you're doing um, in order to be delivered. Now, you can probably ask God to give you the will to want to stop. Um, And that might help. But basically, I I was listening to a radio show yesterday, and they talk about deliverance. And and the guy made a good point. He says... um, People go to AA, you know, all the time, and they get delivered without God. And his point was this. His point was, well, it's better that they get delivered without God, and then maybe their eyes will be open to see God. 
And I thought that was pretty pretty good because I I, I used to go down to uh, the shelter. I like to start back doing it again. And these guys were talking about AA, and I was like in my mind saying, man, uh, y'all talk a lot of good things about AA, but it doesn't have God involved. So, and then once they said that on the radio yesterday, I was pretty much, uh, you know, agreeing with mm-hmm. them that, yeah, a, I do agree AA can help. But I do also believe, number one, this is what I truly believe is who the sun sets free is free indeed. And it, and it's happened in myself is, is, is that when I put my eyes on Jesus, um, things, things happen in the spiritual realm where I don't want to sin. I don't want to do that, that sin. But when I take my eyes off Christ, I become a temporary particle son and I fall into the ditch and God has to get me back out. And, um, the reason why I bring these up is because we're in the last days and, um, preparation for the last days is, is very important. Uh, because God says to make sure you be found worthy to escape these things. What does he mean by that? Um, are there things in your life that can make you unworthy? I thought the cross took care of that. And uh, people say, well, the cross has taken care of it. The cross, matter of fact, people believe the cross has taken care of everything, even your sins that you go continue to do after you receive the cross. There's, there's some things that the, that God is not going to do. And he's not going to let you continue on doing what you were doing. Remember, you're a new creature. Old things have passed away. Now, you, if you struggle, that's one thing. But if you are living your life and, to a point that you're sinning on purpose, that grace may abound, you are just as much in trouble as the next man. God wants us to live a sincere life without gall. Remember, he used to say mm-hmm. this individual had no gall. That means no trickery. Even though you might fall, you're honest with yourself. You're honest with those around you. You're definitely honest with God. And you say, this is me. I have done these things before you. And I, you and you only have I sinned against. Of course, God is going to say, yeah, I am the only one you sinned against, but there are people you sinned against too. And you need to go and ask for forgiveness. And uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's that's what the Bible's telling us to do. Forgive people, and 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 as we forgive our debtors, and God is going to forgive us. If we don't forgive our people, forgive people, then um, we're not going to be forgiven. Now, if you got somebody in your life, your husband, your wife, or your spouse, or your girlfriend, or boyfriend, fiance, or whatever or a, a co-worker, if they continue to do the things, then I don't know if forgiveness is, I mean, you probably will forgive them, but I don't think you're going to forget because they keep doing it. Uh, there is a time where you have to make decisions that God wants you to make based off of biblical principles, but if the person continues to do it, you're going to have to uh do some drastic measures to get that straightened out. But um that's beside the point right about now. Um so uh we're gonna be doing shows uh hopefully every Tuesday and Thursday, maybe even or more often than that. Uh, definitely on Sundays, every other Sunday we're gonna try to get um guests on the show. We've done pretty good in the past. We're going to probably continue. But I would like to get a certain day of the week that everybody knows we're coming on and and go with it and run with it. Um, but to iterate on what we talked about in the show, yeah, Pope Francis is not the false prophet. Neither is he Peter the Roman. Um, I think what we do when we fail to make a prediction is that we'll take it and we'll try to pull it out, pull a rabbit out of a hat and make it fit. Stop trying to make it fit. If it's not obvious, it's not it. I repeat, if it's not obviously prophetically fulfilled, it's not it. Um, It's like sitting here trying to make Obama the Antichrist. By now, you guys should just stop it. I mean, for real, 
The guy's been around for four years. The Antichrist will probably be around for about a week or two, maybe a couple, maybe a month or two before he signs a peace deal. He's not going to be here for four or five years and then sign. You don't even know who the Antichrist is. He's nowhere to be seen. He's not, he, no one knows who he is. No one knows who the next pope or the false prophet is. No one knows. Now, there's a possibility that uh, when you read Revelations 13, it says that he comes out of the earth. So we have our Argentina uh, pope. I believe that we will have a Israeli pope. Uh, when 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 the false prophet arises, remember, the Islam Islam is looking for a false Jesus to be sidekick to the uh, Mahdi. So if he's a side Jesus, if he's a counterfeit Jesus, then where is he going to be born? Take a guess. Where was Jesus born? Israel, or yeah. So the false. Messiah for Islam will be born where? Somewhere in the area of Jerusalem. Somewhere in the area of he'll be born in in this in this country of Israel. Now, and like I say in Revelation thirteen, he comes out of the earth. So that is a sim, symbolism for he comes out of Israel. So the one with the two horns will become a, 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 and don't ask me how they elect, there's going to be a hundred and some cardinals electing a Jewish pope. And he will bring Judaism to the pope, to the pope's position, or to the Vatican, to the Catholic Church. So here we go. We got the Antichrist, who is Islam, joins in with a, with a pope that is Catholic, but also who has Judaism dictates. So right there, you take all the three major religions in the Middle East and you combine them together. So that's why you got people booking and jockeying for position. Of uh, you got the Vatican trying to build buildings in in Israel. You got this Islam trying to take over the 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 holy. Um, um, Ground where the temple lays. You got, I mean, you got all these different factions. Then you got all the religions trying to intermingle and relate, like Chrislam and and, and interfaith. All of this stuff trying to come together as one big melting pot of religion. <clears throat> so, What we're going to be looking at next time, we're going to we're going to we're going to be taking a look at the mark of the beast, six six six, and we're also going to be taking having a series on hell, because I think that's very important. But what we're going to talk about uh, in the near future is how to prepare yourself for Jesus Christ's return. Now, we got all these radio programs talking about preppers and prepping and buying rice and buying this and that. No one's prepping for their eternal destiny. No one's prepping to get ready to hear that trumpet sound. Everybody wants to, to, to you, know, you know, we plan for trips to go to, you know, our honeymoon and we plan for trips to go to family reunions and things like that. But no one thinks about when they die, where they're gonna go? Because it's just not—it's not the here and now. It's the—it's the by and by. No one wants to know. No one cares. When I die, they're gonna bury me in the back casket. I'm gonna be sleep. My body's gonna gnaw away. You know, the pigeon, the worms are gonna eat me up, and and I'm gonna go back to non-existence. See, we are made in God's image. God is an eternal being. So once we were created, we don't die. Now, there is no beginning to God, but he does not die. He does not go. There will never be a time where God does not exist. Just like there will never be a time anymore when you, when you do not exist. Never again. 
So once you see that baby in that room, I saw this beautiful baby on Facebook today. Once you see that baby cry that cry, that baby will never, ever cease to exist. Even the babies that are aborted, once you know you're pregnant, there's going to come a time where you will never cease to exist. That baby will never cease to exist. That baby will always exist forever. And especially when they're aborted, they automatically go to heaven. That's the only good thing about abortion is they don't have to come in this world, this stupid world, and make a decision like most of these tackhead teenagers and, and, and even even young younger kids. I mean, this generation's so bad, it's it's almost as if they're calling good evil and evil good. Just like what book said that? The Bible. I work with kids every day, and I look at these kids, and I shake my head, but I also remember me being like that a while back. When I was a kid, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, alcohol and drugs, but, you know, I had some messed up theories. And if I had some messed up theories 20, 20 some years ago, I met uh, 30 some years ago, imagine how these kids are having what, what, what their theory about life is. You know, it's crazy. Um, so, and I also, believe that uh addictions are 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 food addictions are just as worse as alcohol addictions. Um but I rambled on long enough. It's almost eleven o'clock exactly. As soon as I looked up at the clock it was eleven o'clock. I had no intention of stopping the show but yeah, the clock is looking perfectly great. Uh the perfect time to stop the show. But please join us again um as we going to have a series on hell and um, I think the next series after that will be The Mark of the Beast, and then we're going to go to Revelations and do a, a series on Revelations, verse 1, I mean, chapter 1, all the way up to um, Revelations 22, and we'll do that every, we will figure out what day it's going to be, and um, we're also going to have a, a new host come on with me once every Wednesday and do a show every other Wednesday, and um He's going to be coming on. I'll let you know who that that's going to be pretty soon. But um, praise God. Uh, Jesus is Lord. Uh, we make sure you're born again. Make sure um, that you you understand that we 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 are only appointed to live once and and die once and then to judgment. Um, blessed is he who um, is born twice and die once. Woe to him dies twice and is born once. Uh, God uh, be with y'all. Uh, make sure y'all check us out. Uh, and I, just stay in touch with me. I'll, I'll make sure I give y'all the uh, days that we're going to be uh, on. Uh, we're going to try to get consistent because the, the people who are listening to a show is humongous. But if we get persistent with a specific day, It'll probably grow by leaps and bounds. Uh, but God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful day. Um, y'all have a wonderful week. I'm looking for a theme song. I probably can't find one. I'm going to probably end up playing too, but God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong, your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, 
the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future in the rapture of the church, the concentration camps of the enemy, your host, once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, the Prophecy Zone. Listening to the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.